Here's a little taste of what's coming up on the Biz Women Rock podcast. Your entire goal of this whole thing is to get people onto your blog. And if you're using Facebook for any other reason other than to drive people to your blog, then you're using it wrong because you don't make any money from Facebook. I mean, I don't, I don't make any money from how many fans I have on Facebook. going on. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm Katie Kermitzos, your host, and I'm so very excited that you're here today. This show is for you because you are a savvy, very intelligent businesswoman and you are proactively looking for resources to help you grow your business. That's what we provide here. Some of those resources are tips and tricks on how to use some tools to grow your business. And some of those resources are really great stories of businesswomen who completely take the curtains back from their business and show us how they work it. So welcome. Part of this podcast is the amazing community that comes along with it. And if you would like to join this community, all you have to do is go to bizwomenrock.com, go opt in, and you will get a personal invitation to come and join our private Facebook group. Today, I have Lisa Steele, who's the founder of Fresh Eggs Daily on the show. Now, I'm going to do something a little different. Normally, I do kind of a brief little intro here about uh, our guests. And then during the actual interview, we kind of go into their backstory a little bit. But we decided that we didn't want to spend the time going into the backstory. So I'm going to give you a little bit of the backstory because during this interview with Lisa, we literally dig right into the content, okay? Uh, And by content, I mean she seriously, completely shows us what her strategy is with her Facebook page, what her strategy is with her blog, um, you know, how she does all of that stuff, her books, how she deals with haters. I mean, all that sort of stuff. She's got some great information here that she's sharing about her business. So here's a little bit of the backstory. Um, So Lisa has a business degree. Um, She owned a bookstore. So she sort of is coming at you know, has a history of sort of business and understanding business. She uh, she started Fresh Eggs Daily as a Facebook page back in 2011. And that literally was because she had started sort of raising chickens in her own backyard and loved to do it naturally, like do it all naturally. And she figured that she would start a Facebook page on how to do this. Um, and she says it in here too. She, she actually started the page because uh, her friends got sick of her showing chicken pictures all the time. So she figured, well, I might as well streamline these all on a Facebook page. Um, within the year, uh, she launched a blog because somebody had mentioned, hey, you know, if you're going to be interacting with all these people who are liking your chicken pictures, maybe you want to have an article uh, so you don't have to answer the same question over and over again. So she started a blog. And pretty soon after that, somebody had also mentioned, hey, did you know you could get sponsors for your blog and make money that way? Since then, so since 2012, she has been, uh, she has monetized her blog and has 20 different ways that she monetizes her entire brand, which is pretty amazing. She makes a very healthy six plus figure salary. Um, She has built a phenomenal business. She gets 700,000 visitors to her website, freshegsdaily.com every single month. She has 50 plus sponsors. 
Um, she has two books. Uh, her Facebook page has 654,000 likes as of the day that this is going live. So um, she, <laughs> over these years, she's definitely built up herself as a brand, built up herself as a business. So what we're diving into in the upcoming interview, uh, as I mentioned before, is really focusing on her Facebook page, how she monetized. And one thing I really want you to recognize is that um, she started monetizing her blog very early on and did it in a way that I think and with a pricing structure that was actually very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it wasn't... Um, it was totally doable. Like, it, you know, every, th this is the thing. Bloggers or people who want to blog think that they, you know, they want to monetize, but it's so far off and it's such a big deal because, oh my gosh, I have to ask for $500 every time somebody sponsors this. Well, you don't. You know, Lisa was starting out with, you know, her sponsors paying 20 bucks every single time. So it was not intimidating. That's the word I wanted to use. Um, she talks about, you know, her newsletter. She talks about all these different ways that she monetizes, which is really great. And then at the very end, we get into how she deals with haters, which I think is just a phenomenal conversation. So make sure to wait till the very end because I'm going to talk about a few of the things that really stood out to me as worthwhile to take home as a part of this interview, okay? All right, now let's get into it with Lisa. Lisa, what's going on, girl? Hey, I am so glad to be here talking with you. Woo! Okay, we're on for round number two. First round was a massive mommy brain on my part. At least that's what I'm going to claim. Uh, and we had a phenomenal interview with absolutely no recording. So we're doing it again. You are so awesome to work with me. And this time we decided that um, I have already given you a phenomenal intro in uh, my introduction for this interview. And we're just going to dive right into the meat. So are you ready, girl? I am ready. <laughs> okay, so back in 2011, you launched your Facebook page, Fresh Eggs Daily. I want to know a little bit about um, a when you started. I want to I want you to take us back to that moment and kind of what your strategy was when you started. But I want you to build it into a little bit about what you do now. Like, how do you keep that page fresh? How do you keep it active? You have 654,000 likes on this page. Talk a little bit about what your Facebook strategy is. Okay. Well, first off, when I started, I did not have a strategy. It was purely to share cute chicken pictures because my regular friends were getting tired of seeing them on my timeline. So I started, <laughs> you know, this chicken page. It wasn't going to be a business. It, I had no, no plan, no strategy, no nothing. I was just sharing my pictures. Well, I was also, um, you know, commenting and, and showing things that I was doing. And at that time, there weren't a lot of chicken pages out there. So people started coming and asking me questions that I could answer. And um, so it started to be, you know, sort of like a help page. And, and it started to grow in that regard, because I was doing something different with the natural chicken keeping, you know, I had this, this, this niche that really wasn't being filled, and the page started to grow out. So um, now what, four or five years later, you know, day after day, finding stuff to post that's interesting and relevant, and, you know, fresh, like you said, it, you know, it's tough. But Facebook doesn't show your posts to everybody. Right. And 
you know, people that are here now weren't here a year or two ago. So, I mean, I do save all my pictures. I do repost stuff. I do recycle stuff. I post stuff from the blog archives. I mean, so you don't have to feel like you just have to come up with brand new stuff because likely most of the people following you haven't seen stuff anyway. And sometimes I scroll back just on my timeline, like to a year before, and I don't even remember the post. So, <laughs> you know, you can recycle stuff um, right. as long as it's seasonal and relevant and all that. So, whatever. So, um, so yeah, so that was the Facebook page, and then it started to get to the point where I was getting asked so many questions. Um, somebody said, you know, if you start a blog, I knew nothing about blogging, but they said if you start a blog, you can just kind of use it as an archive, and you can refer your readers to it, and instead of typing the same answer to the same question every day, you can have an article, and you can just put the link. Oh, look how way cool. I'll do that. So a friend of my, well, actually someone who works for my husband, um, set me up on Blogger. It was free. It was easy. She said, you don't need coding. Um, she set me up with a free Blogger blog, and I started just writing articles, which I thought, you know, I'll write 10, 20 common topics and be done with it, and just I'll use it as an archive. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, then somebody mentioned, you know, you can make money. You can have companies put ads on your blog. And I was like, huh. Because, I mean, I, you know, I, I have a degree in business management. Um, I owned a bookstore, so I'm, I'm very, you know, business, entrepreneurial-minded. And I thought, well, wow, I mean, I'm just sitting at home really doing nothing. If I can make some money, that's, that's awesome. So I started contacting companies, and sure enough, they're willing to pay you to put an ad on your, on your blog. Um, so the first month on the blog, I think I had about 16,000 page views the first month, which Whoa. now, you know, looking back, that's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. At the time, yeah. I had no idea. Wow. You know, I was just like, okay, whatever, you know, I don't remember how big my Facebook page was at that time. Um, but it was obviously much smaller. You know, it's only been around for about a year, but so I had 16,000 the first month. And then the second month, I got my first advertiser of a product that I use and liked and I contacted them and, you know, they, they bought the ad for, I don't know, $10, $20, whatever. And then I had 40,000 page views the next month and it just, you know, kept snowballing. I mean, it, it's grown really, really fast and my ad rates have gone up pretty fast and I've, I've got, I don't know, 50 or so sponsors now that, you know, pay me directly for an ad on the sidebar, Wow, which is pretty cool. So my husband has quit his job and retired, and now I'm supporting us, which is pretty freaking scary. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, there, there are a couple of points that I want to dig into each of those stages that you talked about. So I kind of want to circle back around to your Facebook stuff for a second. Um, okay. So what's fascinating to me is one thing I learned about you is that you do not pay for Facebook ads. Um, Now, for those of you who don't know, Facebook ads, if you pay Facebook, Facebook will make sure that your Facebook page, which is a prerequisite to being able to do Facebook ads, they will make sure that your Facebook page gets more views, meaning if you have 10 people who are liking your page um, on a normal organic day, maybe, I don't even know what the percentage is, but let's just say five people might actually see your stuff. But if you pay for ads, they might allow eight people to see it. So can you talk a little bit about your strategy as to why you don't do ads and how you make sure to um, kind of keep traction going organically? Okay. I do not pay for ads. I mean, there's a couple of different ways you can promote your page. You can pay for an ad for your page, which will show up on the sidebar. And I think it'll show up like in people's timelines as, you know, a promoted page or whatever. You can also boost a post, which is a specific 
post that you do, you're right, they will show it to more people mm-hmm. um, than if you had just posted it and, you know, kind of let the wind take it or whatever. But no, I, I, I mean, I've never bought... Oh, and then the third thing is, which is pretty unethical, is you can buy likes. They have these companies that sell, like, basically fake Autobot likes for your page to make your page look larger. And just to a note, that's done, that's done outside of Facebook. Facebook doesn't approve of that, right? Right, that's way out of Facebook, and if they find out, you know, they can actually shut your page down. So that's a huge no-no. But gotcha. a lot of people do it. Um, yeah, but I don't. I don't even pay for ads. I, you know, you try to figure out Facebook, and they change their algorithms, and they change their analytics, and just as soon as you have it figured out, they change it again. So I've kind of given up figuring Facebook out. But one thing that I do believe, and I have heard from a lot of other people, that is, if you start paying them, they will show your posts to more people. But as soon as you stop paying, they will way throttle back. Because really? as soon as they know you'll open your pocketbook, they're just gonna, it's almost like blackmail. They'll just keep blackmailing you to keep you paying. So I've actually had sponsors ask me if they'll, you know, if they can pay me and then I'll, you know, promote their post or boost the post on my page. And I refuse to do it because I think in the long run it hurts your page. Mm-hmm. I think that a far better strategy is just to post really cool stuff that people want to share. I mean, that, you know, the, the more people and the more people that like and comment and share, then the more Facebook shows it to your fans. So it's kind of like, you know, once you get the ball rolling and people start sharing it and liking it, then Facebook will say, hey, people like this. I'm going to show it to more people. And I really think that doing it organically is the only way to do it. I and mean, you could just get a post, just really quality stuff that, that people want to see. Right. Now, so, what for you, what is that quality stuff? Because, um, like, okay, so you started out posting, like, chicken pictures. I mean, like, and then, you know, you started getting into being able to uh, post different blog articles that were helpful articles. Do you have a formula for when you post, what con- what type of content you post, what, you know, what you post that maybe doesn't get as many shares, but you want to make sure to put it out there? Like, all of that. Do you have kind of a formula for that that you do either on a daily or a weekly basis? Well, I schedule almost everything. So I'll schedule posts out like two or three weeks in advance. I'll usually sit like in the evening while we're watching TV because it's such mindless work, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll just sit there and schedule. So I schedule um, 8 a.m., noon, 4 p.m., 8 p.m. every day. I schedule four posts. Usually the 8 a.m. one is eggs. People love, you know, pretty eggs, beautiful eggs, cooking eggs, an egg recipe. I mean, just something about eggs. And then noon is just, you know, chickens or whatever. Um, and then 4 p.m. and same 8 p.m. Just, the, you know, a, a chicken picture or a did you know you know, with a fun little fact. Or maybe I'll share something from another page or from one of my sponsors or whatever. And then at 2 p.m. every day, I schedule something from the blog archive, usually going back a year or two to the same time period. So it's, it's relevant, right. you know, to the time of year. You don't want to schedule like a you know a chickens in the winter, how to keep your chickens warm in the middle of the summer. You right, know, right, something right. That Seasonally relevant. And um, since I started doing that, I've actually been doing the 2 p.m. thing only for about two months, maybe. And when I started it, my blog page views jumped from about 500,000 a month to almost 700,000 a month. What? I nearly, yeah, it it, um, it drove, I mean, on a daily basis, because I don't blog every day. I blog twice a week. So really, you know, I was only generating blog interest twice a week, but by posting that blog archive post every day, and again, so many of my older, or my newer fans hadn't seen the older posts. They've never read them. Wow. So to them, they were brand new. And so every day at 2 o'clock, by posting that post, you know, that one would usually be the highest viewed post of the day. 
yeah, I, I mean, I hugely increased my blog page use by doing that. And it's something that takes no time. The post is already written. It's just sitting there. Right. Oh, that's genius. What do you what do you do? Because what I'm seeing is that you really you really leverage Facebook as a marketing arm to help drive traffic to your blog. So you're doing all these things on Facebook to, um, you know, give people value, make sure people like it, that they're engaging, that you're growing your audience, and then continuing to drive them back to uh, to your blog. Obviously, things like posting a blog archive, all that sort of stuff works. Has there ever been anything that you tried that like was horrible that people were like to stop putting your link out there or whatever it was like anything that you tried that just did not work and did not get the the traffic moving to your website that you thought it would well in general facebook people do not want to go to your blog right. they want to stay on facebook and facebook wants them to stay on facebook so anytime you put an external link off of facebook they're not really going to show that to a lot of people but your entire goal of this whole thing is to get people onto your blog. And if you're using Facebook for any other reason other than to drive people to your blog, then you're using it wrong because you don't make any money from Facebook. I mean, I don't, I don't make any money from how many fans I have on Facebook. It's right. irrelevant unless you get them to your blog or to buy your book or whatever. So, yeah, I've had people, um, I, I post a link to a blog post and say, so, you know, um, for example, you know, uh, do you know what causes double yolk eggs? And, you know, the answers are all on that blog post. Invariably, someone or many someones will say, can you tell me I don't have time to read the article? Or, oh, what's the answer? Or, I mean, it's like pulling teeth to get Facebook people to actually click on a blog post and read that post. Right. It's, it's amazing. Totally amazing. But you've got to keep doing it. You know, and a certain percentage do. You know, and then a, per a certain percentage share with their friends or hopefully bookmark it and go back or whatever. Right, right. Um, but Facebook people want information, you know, distilled down to like one sentence. They want their answer, you know, the answer to their question in one sentence. But lately what I've been doing is if someone asks me a question, um, I just say, you know, you might want to read this article or here's the answer or whatever. And I put the link to the, to the blog because, you know, if you spoon feed people, then they are just going to expect that and then they never will click over to your blog and right. then click on you know. So, so. true. It is, a, it is a fine line, though, because they just want to be entertained on Facebook and they want the answers to their questions. They don't want to actually have to read and click off Facebook and right. all that. Right. So, yeah. So when you're driving everyone back to your blog, um, can you talk about the different pockets of revenue that you have available on your blog? So you're you're creating content twice a week. You're putting it up there. You now have 50 plus sponsors who are who are sponsors who are listed on your blog. Talk about like all the different ways that your website that your blog monetizes. Okay, I have about I have I think I have 20 different revenue streams. Um, in total, which if you are blogging and you just put all your eggs in one basket, funny chicken pun, um, you can't do that. You need to diversify. You know, um, I have an Amazon affiliate store. I have Amazon affiliate links on my blog post. I do have a couple of affiliate ads, um, things like link share or share a sale, you know, those kind of things. Um, and I have the direct sponsor ads, AdSense ads. I also have a newsletter that I send out that um, that's a way to subscribe to my blog feed and I sell ads on that and I also do sell sponsored newsletters so if someone wants to buy basically the entire newsletter and feature their company their product their giveaway their whatever I do that also I have started which is something new for me I don't do giveaways product reviews um, things like that on my blog 
because I want all my blog content to be evergreen, relevant. You know, nobody wants to get to your blog and find a giveaway that ended last week. You know, a linky party that's now closed. Um, Those kinds of things. I just don't think that they have a place on your blog. And I want all my blog content to be relevant. So anything that has, you know, a sponsor has a sale on a product. Well, three months from now, that's, that's completely, that post has no value. So it shouldn't be on your blog. So I went through and I deleted, I used to host linky parties. I deleted all of those, all the giveaways, all the, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I do that through my newsletter now because the newsletter goes out and then it's done. You know, it's not, and that's, that's what that kind of content really needs to be. It needs to be out and then be done. Right, right. So do you do that newsletter once a week or how often? It goes out automatically anytime I have a new blog post. And then um, I usually do it once a week, and that's either a sponsored newsletter that somebody has bought, or sometimes it's just a bunch of seasonal, you know, posts from the blog archives, things like that. Gotcha. Okay, so um, let's talk a little bit about the fact that you are a marketing genius. Um, I'm just going to state it for the record. (laughs) And the reason (laughs) that I'm saying this is because I think one thing that I definitely notice is that... um, You have, I mean, you have product, you have things that you're selling, you have, you know, but you use these marketing platforms as different ways to kind of get your message out there and get your brand known. So your Facebook page is a representative of that. Your books, you have Fresh Eggs Daily as a book, you have Duck Eggs Daily as a book. Those are a whole nother way for people to be able to get to know about you and to come back to your blog and be able to to access you. Um, Your newsletter, um, talk about, talk about your vantage point as a marketer of your brand um, and specifically about how you deal with like new platforms coming out? Well, I, like I said, I have a degree in business and I did own a bookstore for a while. Um, and I really enjoy the whole marketing and, and promoting and all that aspect of it. And I think the biggest mistake that people made is they're not consistent over the platforms. So like, you know, you'll find somebody and they'll be like, you know, garden delights on Twitter, and then there'll be, you know, Mary's garden on Facebook, and then there'll be, you know, and and you can't, find, I mean, how can you find somebody when there are different, something different on every platform? So right. I make sure that my banners are all coordinated. I try not to change them. People don't like change, but I like to change them, but I try not to change them. And when I do change them, I change them on every platform. So they all look very similar. So when somebody stumbles across me, they immediately recognize that they're on my page or my feed or whatever. And also, I'm fresh eggs daily everywhere. Anytime I hear about a new platform like um, Blab, we had been chatting about earlier, Mm -hmm. um, Blab is a brand new platform, kind of um, sort of like YouTube, but more interactive. As soon as I heard about it, I went over, I opened an account, you know, it's always free to open these accounts on these platforms. And I just grabbed fresh eggs daily. You know, I'm on StumbleUpon, I'm on Flickr, I've never used them. But I just want to be there so nobody else will grab that name. And then when I do eventually, you know, when Stumbled Upon becomes the new greatest thing, I go to go on it and somebody already has the name. I'm like, shoot, now what do I call it? You know? Right, right. Um, so, I mean, me, I think just started, I don't even know what it is. I'm there. I actually have a like hundred followers there. It's awesome. I think, mean, you know, so, so you have to be consistent over all the platforms and you have to be on them. And so the major ones, I'm obviously on Facebook, and my blog. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter. Those are probably the other two that I'm most strong on. All my blog posts auto post to Google Plus, and that's about all I do on there. Yeah. Um, and Pinterest, I'm on Pinterest and I have a bunch of boards and I do get some blog traffic from it. But Pinterest makes me nervous because 
you're you're really technically only supposed to be pinning your own stuff, and pretty much everybody who uses Pinterest is violating that platform. Mm. And at some point, you're going to pin the wrong thing from the wrong site, and you're going to end up getting sued. I mean, I'm sure we've all had pins removed. Like you get the notice saying, you know, this wasn't your fault. Somebody pinned it, you repinned it, but the person whose it was, they didn't want their content out there, and we removed it. Huh. Well, all it takes is to pin the wrong thing, and you're basically screwed. So I've actually debated just taking all my boards down and closing my account because Pinterest makes me nervous. But yeah. anyway, hmm. um, but I know for especially like the crafter and the um, food bloggers, Pinterest is huge for them. So, you know, whatever. But that's just kind of my take on that. But So um, one thing that I find really interesting um, and that I have discovered is that, okay, so when anybody has a certain amount of success – um, they say, you know, they, quote unquote, they say you have never really made it until you have haters. So when you know, you know, you've made it when you have haters and you have had a certain level of success. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that has garnered some haters. Can you talk a little bit about what that has meant to you and how you've dealt with that? Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. I mean, anybody who uses Facebook has definitely had run-ins with the trolls and the haters. And, you know, at first, I used to get really upset. I mean, they, they've left horrible reviews on my book. They've come to my page and just been, you know, nasty, nasty. And, I mean, there was a point where I just had to start banning people, you know, and I, I just had lost patience with it. And no matter what I would post, somebody would just, you know, be so negative or, or, or mean to other people on the page and, you know, I used to try to reason with them or I would whatever. And now I just delete and ban people because I, I just have no patience for it. And right. I've gotten to the point where I actually pity people like that because, you know, how miserable do you have to be in your own life that you're sitting around and just kind of raining on somebody else's parade? I mean, it to me, it makes no sense, you know. Um, but, but I think they're so transparent at this point, And I think everybody has had some kind of brush with somebody like that, that people are starting to realize that you know, it was just kind of a, a fact of life. Um, and it happens, but it, it does really suck, especially if you have thin skin, which I do. Um, you know, it's really hard not to take this stuff personally, and you have to realize, you know, like you said, you get to a certain level, and there are people that are just going to want to match you down just because. Yeah. Um, and I just, you have to kind of be flattered by it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I've just never understood... I just have we were talking about this earlier like I've never understood that mentality I've never I live in sort of like this little bubble of abundance and we're all here to help each other and I just have never understood that somebody doesn't live in that bubble so it's probably it's probably pretty I don't know but it's very very hard for me to understand that stuff and so people who deal with that I just always wonder like gosh like how do you not take that personally <laughs> but you have to take yeah, the high road I mean you really do I mean once you start responding once you start giving that energy then it just all goes downhill. Yeah, and you don't, I mean, you you never realize how many people are watching you or, I mean, I get emails constantly, you know, I got one from Texas A&M Poultry Science Department, the head of the department, and he emailed me one day and said, I read your Facebook page, I read your blog, I really love it, you're doing a great job. I mean, you just never know who's watching, you yeah. know, and a potential sponsor, I have a lot of sponsors who say, I've been following you for about a year, I want to work with you. I mean, would they want to work with me if I were constantly bashing other people, their pages, right. or, you know, I mean, I, it's, just, it's not professional, and it, it really does nobody any good. Right. Um, what, what, um, I, I actually heard that, that um, the Pioneer Woman, 
has a hate group, and she actually has written blog posts to them. So really? I haven't read any of them. I don't really follow her. But yeah, that's what I've heard, that she has a group that are very vocal and very against her, and she has kind of embraced them and acknowledged them. Interesting. Um, which is interesting, yeah. And and the other thing about haters is that um, Taylor Swift's song, you know, the haters gonna hate. Yeah, I yeah. just find it so sad that someone of her age has already had to deal with that. I mean, Seriously. of course, she's like super uber popular, but but you know, at that age to have to deal with that level, um, it's just really sad, you know. It, but but yeah, it's definitely a fact of of life once you get to a certain point that um, you're not gonna come out unscathed. Yeah. There's no way, no way. Lisa, what has been one of the biggest challenges that you've had over this uh, Fresh Eggs Daily journey? Um, you know, I don't really know. I mean, I really love what I do. I spend a huge amount of time doing it. I mean, it's, it's a full-time job. It's When my husband was still working, he would leave for work at 6 in the morning, and I would get up, take care of the animals, and basically start you know, working, blogging, whatever I was doing. And I would work till he got home, take a break, have dinner. And then usually in the evening, we'd watch a movie or whatever, and I'd be sitting there editing pictures or answering questions or, you know, going down Facebook, liking people's comments. Um, But it it doesn't feel like work. And at this point, I mean, I'm making enough money that I feel like, you know, I'm getting out of it what I put in. But, you know, at first, this first year or two, you know, I was probably making like 40 cents an hour when you figure out an <laughs> hourly wage. But, you know, you have to do it. I mean, everyone has to pay their dues. People start blogging and think, oh, I'll get a couple of sponsors and I'll, I'll quit my job and I'll make all this money. And, you know, you can't do it part-time. It has got to be a full-time job. It really does if you're going to draw a full-time income from it. Mm, I love that. Oh, I love that. Uh, well, Lisa, I just want to thank you so much for being with me again <laughs> today um, and for giving such value. I think for any business and for any businesswoman listening who wants to grow their brand, wants to do that in a really great way and wants to be able to you know, blog and have be able to give value everywhere, I think you're, what you're doing is such a great model of how to do that beautifully and very intelligently. So thank you so much for sharing it with us. I really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you having me. It was fun. All right. Woo. Man, Lisa is a wealth of information when it comes to business. Okay. I wanted to share with you a few of the major bullet points uh, in the notes that I took during our conversation. So one thing that I definitely mentioned in the very beginning was that she started small with her sponsors of her blog. Uh, You heard her. She was charging as as little as 20 bucks for, you know, a sponsorship, which I thought was pretty awesome. Made it very easy for people to get on board with her. Um, That she schedules posts on her Facebook page. She does that for two or three weeks at a time. Um, So that way she can kind of do her work and then step away and not have to think about it for a little bit recycle content this was genius uh and the point being and you can use this strategy whether it's your facebook page or whether it's your blog what have you because the same people who are looking or listening now are not necessarily the same people who are looking and listening a year ago five years ago so you can definitely repurpose your content recycle your content um Uh, I really liked that she was very adamant about the fact that Facebook is not where you make your money. It's definitely using Facebook as a marketing arm to drive people to your website. And, you know, there's definitely sort of a line that you have to walk very carefully on how to do that because you have to post really quality content 
as she mentioned, people who are on Facebook don't really want to go off of Facebook. So she found that posting one, uh, you know, archived blog post a, a day was great. And it didn't, it was, you know, she was still doing a majority of all the other content, all the other stuff, but posting one great article a day that went back to her website proved to be very, very powerful for her. And um, I loved the fact that she talked about having consistent branding over all sorts of different platforms. And I got to tell you this, I mean, how many of you are, you know, have waited to get onto whatever platform because you're like, eh, I don't, I'm too busy for that. I'm too busy for that. And look, I'm guilty of this too, but she said, just go there, start your account, claim your branding space, and then you're done. Like, and then just, you can start it whenever you feel like starting it. I thought that was pretty brilliant advice, actually. So anyway, she had so many great tips. I hope that you learned a lot from someone who has been in the trenches, has done it, and is doing it very, very successfully. So if you are not following Lisa's page, I would highly recommend you do so just to kind of check her out and see what she's doing and make sure to go check out her blog as well, FreshEggsDaily.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. 